Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, special guest Heather Ann Campbell stops by to talk about Breath of the Wild, video game Paola, and Waterworld on the Virtual Boy. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Hey, Patrick. How's it going? Good, Mark. How are you? I'm doing great. Yeah, we're doing good mm-hmm. here, right? We're just, we're easing into it. Had a great Earth Day. Yeah. Good. Do you have any plans for uh, uh, Ar- Ar- Arbor Day? No Arbor Day plans. No Arbor Day plans. Yeah. Why are those holidays so close to each other? I don't know. Seems like a waste. It's like double I guess dipping. it's spring. That That's a great point. Aren't uh, Flag Day and the 4th of July also very near to each other? Yeah, that seems like a huge waste. Yeah, that's... Uh, a, and you can move Flag Day. Easily. No one's going to miss it. Uh, the I went to school in the town in Wisconsin, Appleton, Wisconsin, that has the largest Flag Day parade in the world. <laughs> in, in the world? Well, it only has to compete with other American cities. Right. Right. Uh, and... No one else throws a Flag Day parade. That's actually a really good plan because, again, everybody throws a Fourth of July parade. Everyone does. Appleton's like, no way. We're going to get it on this Flag Day. Get it on the ground floor of Flag Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather report. Super hot over the weekend. Yeah, kind of. We, I was running the air conditioner. It was awful. Yeah. Um, uh, very pleasant today. Tips for beating the heat, Mark. We're going to need them. Oh, boy. Get an air conditioner. Get an air conditioner. Great first tip. Second tip, eat more ice cream. These are both good tips. Mm-hmm. Put your feet in buckets of ice. Right. I guess tip part one, obtain buckets of ice. Tip part two, put your feet in there. It's a multifaceted, it's a complex tip. I admit that. <laughs> we don't make it easy on you. Speaking of not making it easy on us, what, have we, what video games have we been playing? Well, uh, we've been playing Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. That's right. For uh, our NCS Classic Edition play-along series. Uh, and you uh, can have already heard. You can already have. <laughs> I'm not assuming that everyone has listened to it. But uh, we have our the episode that we recorded before we started playing. Uh, and there's a little sneak peek at the end of uh, our various frustrations as we get further into the game. So... Check that out and look forward to more of us grumbling about Diddy's Conquest in the future. Yeah, part two will be released not this week, but next week. So a week from Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um, I've also been playing Breath of the Wild, of course. Right, no surprises there. Uh, Uh, Tell me about your most recent Breath of the Wild adventures. So I uh, finally did one of the Great Beasts. Yes, which Divine Beast did you call? Oh, Divine Beast. Uh, The Flying One? I that's I've not been to that one yet. Okay, yeah. So I did that one, and um, it just kind of like happened because the quest, like you have to do a quest to get to it, mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of there, right? And so it's like, well, it'd be pointless for me to leave. I might as well just yeah. do it. Although, didn't you do that with the Zora one? Didn't you approach Zora's domain and then you were like, nah? Yeah, but I wasn't like literally. In the Divine Beast. Sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So you've done a few of the Divine Beasts, right? Yes, I've done the Gerudo one and the uh, uh, Zora one. Yeah, so I haven't done either of those. So yeah, the the bird is the only one I've done. I can't remember exactly what its name is, but um, I I liked it. Uh, I think in my head I was expecting it to be more like a traditional temple. Yeah, and they're really not, right? They're, no, they're like elaborate shrines. Yes, yes, exactly. And which I'm, which I'm fine with, because I. But it, I guess, just from like imp- other people's impressions, I was expecting it to be more like a traditional temple. Yeah, and it's. I mean, I think if they were more like traditional temples, it would be they would be even more frustrating. Like I, I kind of like them, but for the most part, I just like the game. I like running around the world. And when you spend any time in a Divine Beast, you're like, mm, I could be running around the world, and this feels so unlike that. So if, it, if they were longer and you had to be in them for hours and hours and hours, I don't think I would like them as much as... Because it doesn't take long once you're inside one. No, not at all. I also found the boss to be very easy. Yeah. But again, I don't know if that's because I was super leveled up. Or, you know, like my weapons were yeah. pretty... Uh, they're pretty good at this point. Um, How many hearts do you have right now? I only have 14, I think. Maybe 15, since you get one for completing the Divine Beast. Yeah, I only have 13. Um, uh, yeah, I'm putting everything else into stamina. Mm-hmm. Really loving that, because the other thing I did uh, this week was fill out my map. So I've like uh, uh, yes. activated all of the towers. Mm-hmm. And man, this world is so huge. Yeah. Like, it's so big, but my new favorite place is the snowy peaks right by the Gerudo Desert. Okay. And the mountains there are all, like, super snowy. Yeah. And there's, like, a giant sword that has, or, like, what looks like the remains of, a, like, a statue. Uh, just, like, a giant sword that's, like, sticking in the snow. And there's um, treasure treasure chests that are buried in the snow like all over these peaks and so yeah. you just use magnesis to like pop them out and yeah. see what it has like it's just like what is this area there doesn't seem to really be anything in it other than just all this cool stuff for me to like go find and explore yeah um i also spent some time uh playing around in the mountains um by larinu village or the, the it's by hateno village um the mountains uh up there uh, I spent a lot of time up there and discovered one of the dragons that's infested with like Ganon blight. Have you encountered this? It's it's at like the the peak of a mountain and um, there's like a, a spring of wisdom or something up there. And the- oh wait, in the snowy mountains. Yeah, over yeah. By- Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that was a, a new experience for me. And uh, they're like these drafts that push you up, and you have to like shoot out the uh, like Ganon eyes all over it. Um, that was super fun. I discovered the uh, the labyrinth at the very northeast corner of the map. Oh, man. Isn't that so cool? Man, labyrinth was so cool. And then at the end of it, like, so you, you know, there's there's one guardian, like, in the middle of this thing. And then, like, the flying guardians are like, oh, I got to stay down. Um, and so, you know, you're doing all that. You get your way through, through the labyrinth, which is fun. Um, and get the cool stuff for beating it. And then like this hole opens up and you can go all the way all the way down to under the labyrinth and there's a treasure chest in the middle of this enormous room and everywhere else in the room it's decimated guardians or so you think and they all not all but 
maybe half of them start either getting up or just like turning around. And so you're swarmed <laughs> by guardians. Um, and I had this moment because to that point, I wasn't really engaging guardians. I was just like, I'm running away. They're too much trouble. They're more trouble than they're worth. Um, but after that fight where I'm just like getting from, you know, either side, uh, I was like, no, you know what? I can fight guardians, um, which is how I'm playing the game now. I have turned it into I hunt monsters. (laughs) I find the Lionels. I find the Hinoxes. I find the Stone Taluses. I find uh, the Guardians, and I just kill them all. I'm having so much fun. Lionel battles are so much fun. Yeah, they're great. Um, And they're all a little bit different. They all have different weapons. Some of them have different powers. I fought one uh, yesterday that, like, turns into fire and teleports around. It's just... Man, I love this game. <laughs> it's so cool. Um, I was reading something about the development of the game where when they people were playtesting it, they uh, were keeping track of where everybody went. Yeah. And then they could put it into software and kind of like aggregate that information so they could see basically like the hot spots and the spots where people weren't going as often. And so that helped them like know where to put things and like secrets because oh, they man. knew there were areas yeah, that, that people, people were go- not going to that's so cool so it just makes me want to like and the reason i'd been not hunting divine beasts is because i wanted to like save that for the end game yeah Um, it's i mean i don't even know that that's gonna yeah exactly uh but we were talking about earlier like weeks ago when the uh dlc for this game was announced oh yeah and that like, would we even want that? Would we even need that? But I'm super into the idea of more to explore in yeah. this world. Yeah. I don't know what a, a new feature for the in-game map means. <laughs> I still don't know. But I'm into it, man. If there's just, like, a, a an island chain that appears, like, off the coast, I'm there. Also, uh, is that the only labyrinth that you've done or found? That's the only one that I've done. I know there's one in the desert. Um but I haven't done it yet. Me having a lot of stamina totally changes those for oh, me. Oh, yeah, for so sure. It's just like, oh, I'll just scale this wall. Yeah. Oh, I'll just climb this. Yeah. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, do you have the uh, the climbing shirt? Yeah, I have the entire climbing set. Oh, I, I only have a shirt. Um, I like I like that it doesn't have sleeves. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Link's like, for climbing. Kind of, he's kind of a bro. He's like, <laughs> I'm going to climb up this. Uh, let's let's move off of Breath of the Wild. Otherwise, we'll talk about it forever. Right. Uh, I also downloaded and have been playing Bye Bye Box Boy. Bye Bye Box Boy. How are you enjoying Box Boy? It's it's fun. It's worth the five dollars. Mm-hmm. It's the presentation is really cute. Yeah, Cubie's like, so cute. cute. Um, there's like a girl Cubie mm-hmm. and like a, a tall skinny Cubie <laughs> that is like walking around on the spaceship. Um. Yeah, it's it's really fun. It's you've played. Have you played? I played the one? first one. Yeah. Okay, so I don't know how it compares to the first one. I imagine it's the same mechanics. It's just more puzzles. Yeah, I mean, maybe there are different like twists on on the mechanics. But basically, you're just a little box, and you can kind of self replicate. Yeah, and it tells you like you can self replicate like in this level a maximum of three. Three little boxes. Three little boxes. And you have a total of 25 boxes to try on this level. But it's, and then, you know, you try to like um, collect crowns and move across uh, pits and things like that. 
but it's super forgiving. Like there's yeah. n- zero penalty for just hitting L and R and k- going to the next checkpoint. Uh, oh, really? L and R just bumps you up to the next. Oh, sorry. It takes you back to the last checkpoint. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, like I don't know how to solve this. Or, oops, I used all my boxes and yeah, I'm yeah, out yeah. of boxes. Just like hit LNR and it just like resets. And you, you know, there's like no penalty for doing so. Yeah. And then, th- you know, the game is less about like getting it right the first time and more just like mm, figure it out. You can figure it out. Um, and I like all the unlockables you can get. Like yeah. there's little comics. Uh, I, I really like the little outfits and like eyebrows you can get for QB. That's so so you can like customize your QB. It's, it's super fun. I, I feel like they should put all three in a package together and sell it for uh, like, like on switch. Yeah. Like a, uh, even just like a retail, like physical release for like 20 bucks, throw that QB amiibo in there. Cause that oh, is yeah. one amiibo I would get. Yeah. I would pick that up in a heartbeat. Uh, Great. You want to move on into the news? Sure. Let's do it. Big rumor from Eurogamer this week. Big rumor. That Nintendo is preparing an SNES Classic Edition for later this year. Great. Uh, kind of everyone's been calling it, right? I feel like that's something that from the second the NES Classic was announced, people were like, all right, but what do you put on your SNES Classic? Yeah, and I, uh, personally, I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, they're, they make more of them. No, I want it to be as cutthroat. <laughs> I want it to get in line at 6 o'clock in the morning. And do you, I imagine it will probably even be worse this time because people are anticipating. You'll have to get there at like 4. Yeah, I mean, unless, and this is an insane thing for me to say, Unless Nintendo has learned their lesson, <laughs> but they almost—they certainly have not. They're not going to produce more of these things on the scale that they would have needed to uh, actually supply people with the NES Classic. Yeah, I think my hope is that there will be more, but I think you're right that it's there will probably still be demand unmet. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, that's still true of Switch right now. So, so you brought this up on Twitter. Um, do you include? Uh, cartridge on top? This is a great question because the NES doesn't, you know, it has, it looks like it has a little flap that you could open, but there's nothing, there's no, there's no cartridge in there. But the NES, Super NES looks incomplete without a cartridge sticking out the top. I don't know. What, 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 what do you think? Yeah. I mean, I hadn't even considered it until you brought it up. Then I was like, oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool if they had like a, maybe a cartridge with like custom art on it. Yeah, that that said like SNES Classic or something, um, or if it were like a, an LCD screen that showed. That. <laughs> uh, the other thing I was wondering is, do they make three different versions? Do sure. they make one for North America? Do they make one for PAL regions? And do they make one for Japan? Because the Super Famicom, mm-hmm. the PAL region, and the Super Nintendo all looked different. I mean, the the NES is obviously different that there's the nes and the famicom um but that they only made only had to make they two. only did two right uh and would they all three have different libraries so many so many possibilities so many possibilities but yeah i mean for me obviously when i was my first video game system was the uh nes and i really liked it but the super nintendo is the one that i have the most mm-hmm 
that like I feel strongest about. Yeah. And so I'm very excited for this. I mean, I feel like it's where uh, the most like stone cold classic um like retro gaming is. You know, that's just with the trifecta of Super Mario World, Link to the Past and Super Metroid. It's like, okay, whatever else you put on that thing, it's already a perfect library. I would love if they had um like support from Square Enix. Oh man. If they can get the like big five, I'm gonna say five, maybe six, if we want to count Super Mario RPG as one of them. Um, Square Enix games on there. It's it'll be like one of the best machines ever made, right? Yeah. <laughs> With a uh, Final Fantasy Four, Final Fantasy Six, Chrono Trigger, Secret of Mana, and I'm counting Secret of Evermore because <laughs> I like that game. If you had to choose only one to go on the SNES Classic Edition. Which one do you choose? Chrono Trigger. Or I'm torn. Any of them. <laughs> I know. That's the, that's the problem. I, my gut tells me Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Even though I love Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana. I don't know. It's, it's it'll, an, it'll be really it's interesting impossible to see. question. Well, if this rumor comes true and it's from Eurogamer, there's no reason to think that it's not going to happen. I will be very curious to see the list of 30 games that make the cut. What if it's just, it's no Square Enix games and just like Mega Man X1, Mega Man X2, Mega Man X3. That's possible. I really feel like, I think there, I mean, there was Final Fantasy on mm-hmm. um, both the, versions. Both versions. Mm-hmm. So I th- I'm hopeful that there will be, I mean, there could be a Dragon Quest game on there, theoretically, uh, probably in the Japanese version, yeah. not on, but... Uh, I'm I'm hopeful there'll at least be one of those heavy hitters on there. But God, an Earthbound will probably be on there too. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. It seems like Nintendo could easily fill a third of the catalog yeah. with just like their own first party classics. Yeah, Star Fox will probably be on there. Mm-hmm. Yoshi's Island will probably be on there. Oh yeah, yeah, probably F Zero, Mario Kart. I mean. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, the Super Nintendo is a golden era. Yeah, it is, for sure. Nintendo has partnered with Target to promote Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Have you seen pictures of this? I, ha- I have. So, I've had people send me pictures. <laughs> so over 650 Target stores are decorated in celebration of the game's launch, including, so there's like a starting line at the store's entrances, flags, it like lights up and plays music when you walk through. Uh, the Those... Um, concrete things that they put in front of the sliding glass sure, doors, yeah, so that way people can't like ram cars into it. Into yeah. it. Uh, those are being covered with a like Mario and Luigi design. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, the shopping carts themselves have been they have like cart decals on it, so it transforms them into super target carts. Hmm. That's what they call them. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I, kids are gonna be throwing blue shells at each other. <laughs> I think it's, uh, there's no word on how long this promotion lasts, but I think it's really fun. And although I guess if you work there, having the music and lights go off all the time, it's probably really annoying. Yeah. But uh, it feels like Nintendo's going all out on marketing for the Switch in a way that we haven't seen Nintendo market. Maybe ever, right? Ever, probably. I mean, maybe the NES. Yeah, I mean, maybe who, Super Nintendo, who but like, I can't even remember at this point. But I mean, that that's like that's echoes of you know their E3 booth at um, 
Oh, E3 is what I would... <laughs> there, yeah, the Breath of the Wild booth at E3 this last year that it was, you know, just a Zelda playground. Um, it's interesting that they are, like, it's, it's something that they're doing, but they're not necessarily talking about is, like, presenting the experience outside of the game as though, like, being able to bring the Switch into the real world, they're bringing, like, the game out in the real world as well. Oh, I think that's interesting. Um, I hadn't really considered that aspect of it. I'm more, I have been more fixated on the fact that they're doing this sort of thing at all. Yeah. Like how heavily they are marketing the Switch and how smart yeah. they seem to be in marketing in a way that we, I don't feel like we've seen them from them for a long time. So I don't know if like Nintendo of America has more free reign if they changed ad agencies. Oh, interesting. You know, like uh, I don't exactly know uh, how much they do in house, but. It just seems it feels more aggressive and also more um hip for lack yeah, of a better term. Sure. Uh Super Bomberman R is getting Castlevania, Silent Hill, and Gradius characters in a future update. Alright. There's no date set yet, uh, but players can look forward to Simon Belmont from Castlevania, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Classic character <laughs> from Silent Hill. Uh, and Vic Viper from Gradius. And I'm not clear on whether they're skins for like the playable characters or if they'll feature in the game in some other way. You think maybe they're canonical appearances of, of a pyramid head? Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, the pyramid head canon is too complicated as it is. I don't need it crossing over with Bomberman. <laughs> uh, also, version 1.3 of the game was released last week that significantly improved the game's frame rate. If that was holding, if that was something that was holding you back from playing it, and it also included a brand new stage, so Konami's support for it uh, has been pretty good. I guess you could argue that maybe it was with all the frame rate problems, it was released too early. But what would a launch be without releasing things too early? Right, and with you know, there were only a handful of other games that you could have picked up in the store anyway. So like, good on Konami for getting something out the door at that time. Also, I think Silent Hill and and Castlevania, probably all three of these series are dead, dead, dead right now. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's a fun way to get your pyramid head fixed. I mean, give me a call when uh, when we can play as Solid Snake and Raiden. Yeah, give me a call. Yeah, no, yeah, give me, yeah, on the telephone. <laughs> all a landline. Because, yeah. Because that's the only way I'm going to care. Yeah. Just kidding. Good old-fashioned phone call. <laughs> uh... Level 5, previously confirmed Layton's Mystery Journey, Catriel and the Millionaire's Conspiracy. Um, so originally this was announced earlier this year as Lady Layton, mm-hmm. but um, it has a much more convoluted title now. I like the simplicity of Lady Layton. Me too. That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, so they announced it last year, and now they've announced that or earlier this year, something like that. Mm-hmm. But now they've announced that it is going to be coming on the 3DS to the West, but not until the fall. So here's how it breaks down for all you Lady Layton heads. <laughs> is Lady Wor- Layton lovers? <laughs> LLL. Um, worldwide release on iOS and Android is set for July 20th. On the same day, it'll be released on 3DS in Japan. Then in the fall sometime. In the fall sometime, we'll get it on 3DS in the West. But again, if you're an LLL, you're pro- you've already downloaded it. 
Oh, yeah. You've been through it a couple times. Yeah, but I guess if you're a true LLL head, right, you will... No, you can't. If you're a real <laughs> LLL head, that means that you are a big fan of LLLs. That's what I meant. <laughs> you, so wait, you're talking about someone who is a fan of fans of Lady Layton. Yeah. Okay. So let's say your girlfriend was an LLL. Right. You would be an LLL head because you would be a fan. I get it. We're not carrying that like L one step for I'm not an LLL. No. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure I'm using the right language, Mark. Any, well, obviously, you as an LLL head right. would buy the 3DS version when it comes to the West to give to your completionist uh, LLL girlfriend. There we go. Win some points. Yeah, exactly. See, it's, about, it's not about just keeping cool or right. Nintendo or the weather. It's also about how to manipulate people with things they like. Exactly. And isn't that what love is? <laughs> Uh, version 2.1 of Super Mario Run was released yesterday. It increases... Hey! It, hey! It increases the maximum number of toads that can live in your kingdom to 99,999. Literally exactly what I was asking for. Yeah. Man, I had to download that again. Why is it not an infinite amount? Like, why do they mm. cap it? There must be some programming reason that I don't understand. Look, we don't understand. Uh, and then there's new stuff in there to come. Oh, yeah, some like statues, like a bullet bill and 8-bit Bowser and some other changes and balances oh, and stuff crap. like that. Am I going <laughs> to... I'm not going to play that again, am I? No, I don't know. I mean, you did s- swear uh, an oath on this podcast that a blood they changed oath, it. Right. You go back and listen to that clip. You can hear this little wince in my voice because I'm cutting the palm of my hand and bleeding on the uh, mixing board here. Yeah, and if you play it backwards, you can mm-hmm. hear him making a pact with Satan, so... Mm-hmm. Intermittently saying Mark is dead, which he is, by the way. Oh, yeah, I'm not wearing shoes in any of our album covers. So, this Thursday, Nintendo will release an earnings report for fiscal year 2016. Right. We'll probably hear an, up, an official update on Switch sales. And it seems like in the past, we've usually gotten some like bonus announcement, like a game that hadn't previously been mentioned or a release date for something. But I don't know how true that'll be this time since we just had a direct. Just had a little bit ago, and E three is coming up, and you know we're in a launch year of a system. It seems like there are plenty of times for these announcements to happen. Does need to happen at the uh, uh, earnings meeting, and then finally, just like a general FYI, uh, GameStop has confirmed that they are investigating security breach of their online store. Oh yes, so the scope hasn't been disclosed. They're still investigating it. But if you purchased from their online store over the past few months, just kind of a heads up. Check your bank statements. See if anything funny has been going on. Uh, I did the... I Actually, a couple years ago when the PlayStation Network was hacked, I guess it was all of Sony, right? It wasn't just... It was bigger than the PlayStation Network. Um, I canceled my uh, credit card right away and got a new credit card. And I don't think anything bad ever really happened from that. But, uh, you know. That was crazy. Yeah. Like... They were offline for at least a month, yeah, maybe more than that, right? Yeah, a long time, yeah. And then they were like, here's four crummy games that <laughs> you, wouldn't, you would never buy. That's your reward. And like for. a month. Of... Yeah, a month free. It was the exact amount of time that they were down. Which... Oops. Oops. Yeah. Not, uh, not great. Um, I, I noticed we don't have this here, uh, but Best Buys were getting um, NES Classics in stock today. Uh, Monday, so that information is no good to you now. 
uh, and switches in stock on Friday. So it's not clear if all Best Buys are participating in this or how many switches they're getting. But if you are gunning for a switch and you got time on Friday morning, maybe stop by Best Buy. And pick up a copy of Super Mario Deluxe 8. Yeah. Mario Kart, Kart 8, 8 Deluxe. Deluxe. That's right. Uh, also possibly Puyo Puyo Tetris. Mark, let's talk about the new releases. Puyo Puyo Tetris. Out tomorrow. Or today. Yeah, depending. <laughs> depending well, on if you're us or if you're you. Yeah. Or, or yesterday or two weeks ago, depending on when you're listening to this. Right. Everyone's listening to it the day it comes out. Right. So today. Right. Today, Puyo Puyo Tetris was released. Um, Kamiko, I think that's how you say it. It comes out on Thursday. It's uh from the developer of uh Faerun, Faerun or whatever, uh, for the 3DS. It's kind of like an action RPG game. Uh, is this this is a Switch game? Yes, okay. this is a Switch game. It uh came out a couple weeks ago in Japan. Everybody's loving it. People are downloading it uh onto their um switches because y- you could play it in english even on the japanese store release ah but officially coming out i think it's only five bucks that's not bad the neo geo game for the week is over the top or over top ah and not over the top not it's, over it's the not top an, it's not an arm wrestling game. not an arm wrestling game <laughs> just over top which what does that mean i'll never know uh that comes out on thursday constructor which is a 90s uh, like an hd remake of a 90s pc game that's kind of like SimCity, but you're trying to muscle out other uh, contractors that comes out on friday for the switch and then of course mario kart 8 deluxe i'm super excited for that me too um also shovel knight specter of torment the free update for wii u owners and 3ds players the Wii U update went live last Friday, the 21st, and the 3DS update goes live today. Uh, it's a great game. Uh, I've already played it on the Switch. Uh, actually put more hours into it the first weekend the Switch came out than anything else. Zelda inclusive. It's a great game, as good as Shovel Knight, like OG Shovel Knight, if not better. So if you have, if you already bought Shovel Knight on one of those two other platforms, you already have access to this for free. You don't have to spend any more money. Yeah, who's the developer? It's like Yacht Club. Yacht Club. Yeah. Games. They're support. They're really supporting this game. Yeah, yeah. that's it's awesome. Yeah, and there's another um uh the the King Knight scenario or uh, quest or whatever is going to be coming out at some point. Um, so yeah, they they just keep on giving. And if if you were put off at all by the uh the Plague Knight DLC. Uh, understand it's not a very good uh, version of Shovel Knight, but Spectre of Torment is absolutely worth checking out. It's so good. Also, Rayman 3 and Rayman Advance hit the Wii U eShop last week, so surprise. Surprise, we're getting some Rayman. Uh, great. Let's move out of the news. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of 433. Mark, uh, I want to... Uh, we, got, we got an email this week about 433. 
so we're just going to kind of cram uh, reader mail into uh, this this section here. Um, buckle up, because <laughs> this, this one goes for a while and is knowingly crazy. I love this email. Email comes from Chandler Lee. Hi, Chandler. Uh, he says, I know this is a bit late, but January 20th was my birthday, and I've been having problems with Inauguration Day ever since, so I haven't been able to celebrate between that and the fact that I've waited, uh, waited at two different GameStops for morning releases for the Switch and still haven't gotten, still haven't gotten one. Blows brains out, he says. Anyway, on to split spoilers. And then he sends us a link to split spoilers. We, seem split. we don't need split spoilers anymore. Thank you. But thank you, though, for sending them. Thank you for sending split spoilers. Now, <clears throat> P.S., and this is, this is where we start, okay? Uh, now that I finally emailed you, the floodgates have opened, so you're going to have to bring back debug because, Jesus, there are always so many problems, for instance. And then he gives a timestamp uh, uh, in, in an episode. Uh, he says, you mean to tell me that's my 433? Heresy. I checked the ding for the end of the soundbite, and it hits 3050 on both iTunes and another place. Basically, what he's getting at here is that not every installation in 433 is four minutes and 33 seconds long. What? Yeah. We've been lying to people? No. So here's the thing about 433. 433 is just the colloquial name of the piece. As John Cage wrote it, the name of the piece is however long it takes to perform it. And it takes as long to perform as the performer takes. So you could do... A, a performance of 4.33 that actually lasts for 20 minutes, and then the name of the piece would be 20 minutes. But 4.33 is the most, you know, like that's the shorthand by which everyone refers to it because it technically has no title unless it has been performed. So that's one thing. <laughs> uh, he offers to, he says, uh, you have yet to perform for 4.33. You can pick whichever arbitrary finish line you want, but you have to stick with one. And can't go around calling your performance where you take a break and don't do your regular job. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, he's saying he could, he, all I'm saying is I can't appreciate it when it's not timestamped correctly. So, not timestamped, I guess. Uh, I don't, are there timestamps on, if there are timestamps on any of the things we do? Well, here's a pitch. I'm unaware of them. Here, here's a pitch. Mm -hmm. What if, we start we retitle our segment to be however long the particular performance of 433 is i'm just hashing this out like yeah. i'm not yeah i mean i'm not committing us to this sure uh, if you were to go to a performance and 433 was on the program it would be listed in the program as 433 okay i mean re regardless of how long the piece because like you have to program it somehow you have to print programs before the performance happens yes um so i guess what i'm saying is yeah we have yet to perform 433 in honestly because we're taking a real loose definition <laughs> of what of what the piece is supposed to be i think we're supposed to be standing here in silence for four minutes and 33 <laughs> seconds uh but if if uh us not talking about nintendo is us performing 433 then we've absolutely performed 433 i love this you love this? i love this email <laughs> yeah it's it's a great email um he goes on for a great long time. Chandler, thank you for uh, sending us this email. Um, talks about he's never played uh, uh, Ocarina of Time. 
he's only 21. Look, Chandler, I love this. Uh, send us a more concise email, and then we'll read it. We'll read the whole thing on the show. Um, and I think this uh, this recording of 433 is a fake 433. We're not going to get any applause here, so we'll never know when to stop this. We'll never know. All right, it just ran out there. So that was 433. <laughs> that was your genuine 433. It was like four seconds of silence from me and Mark. Um, all right, so uh let's uh we've got an interview special feature uh with heather ann campbell who is hilarious she's a an actor and improviser i'll you, introduce her in a second you, you need to play the little music first, oh i need don't to play you? oh yes so let's yeah. get out of oh man we're not doing it i didn't do it all right let's let's move out of the segment All right, enough nonsense. Let's get into our interview with Heather Ann Campbell. Uh, she's an awesome uh, uh, gamer and actress and uh, comedian and writer. Uh, we had a super fun time. We do, so we try not to swear on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also try in the interview, but we have such a good time. And uh, so we end up swearing a little bit. It's nothing crazy, um, but you know, if you're like listening with kids or whatever. Um, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe turn it off now. But everyone else, stay and listen because Heather is super fun and super funny, and we had a really good time. Enjoy. Here we are. Here we are. And our guest today. Hi. We are, hi. We are joined by Heather Ann Campbell, a uh, writer, actress, improviser from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Mm-hmm. Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Party over here. Yep. Good. That's you don't even have notes out in front of you. That's really nice. Why would I need notes? For those I don't know. For Heather Ann Campbell. Party over here is that's I mean, that's kind of a deep cut at this point. They <laughs> took down all the stuff that we made off the internet. They but scrubbed not... the internet. <laughs> they can never take down our memories, that's however. True. They can't. I mean uh, they will eventually. Well, yes, they'll find a way, they'll drill into our skulls and they'll all be gone. Yeah. All of our memories. They'll ghost in the shell nineteen ninety three us. <laughs> Not Ghost in the Shell 2017. No, no, not, not Is 2017. Is right? Not, not 92? Or is it 91? Oof, 90 early. Early, yeah. Early 90, yes. I feel like we're not good at years. Yesterday, we couldn't remember when the Nintendo 64 came out. Yeah. 1996, December... No, no it was like summery, right? No, no, no. Oh, it was, was November. Was I, think it? Oh, it was no- I want to say it was like November 11th. But again, I'm, I'm bad at... I say November 12th, 1996. Okay. Or December twelfth. I, I think remember. you're probably. Yeah. I have a watch with it on it because I with worked, the release date on it. I worked at a video game store. It was my very first job, and I was too young to work at the store. But I didn't tell them, and uh, they gave me the watch that the manager was supposed to get because I worked the launch day. Was it a like an EB or like a GameStop, yep. like anything that's it around now? It was an now? EBX. Whoa! Uh, and I was in high school, uh, and. Yeah, I put on. I have that watch, so I have the date, which is why I wherever it's on my watch. I had for a very long time a Sega Dreamcast shirt with the release date of nine nine ninety nine printed on go. it. There you go. So I will never forget the day that the Sega Dreamcast came out. There you go. Also, I was a freshman. I was a freshman in high school in nineteen ninety six. So nobody thinks I'm a hundred and fifty years old. <laughs> nineteen ninety six. I was what fourteen. Uh, I was, I, I was, I was 12. in sixth grade. I was in sixth grade. I shouldn't have been working at EBX. 
1996. That's I was so sixth cool, grade. though. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, how did? That's crazy. What's no, what? Just that you were in sixth grade was, and had a part-time job. Two and a half years old. Uh-huh. <laughs> you were just crawling. Yeah. <laughs> you've got the job. Yeah. Uh, but you've done a lot of stuff in games, right? Like you were mm-hmm. uh, editor for uh, Geek Monthly yes. and Play Magazine. Yes. Did I get those right? Yeah. Um, well, we. I mean, I kind of want to just talk about like all things Nintendo. Okay. Um, and like any of your experiences with that brand, that big dumb brand that we love. Right. Um, when we were emailing, uh, you had mentioned that you didn't have great a great experience with the Wii U. No. So I. I first off, I don't like the controller. I know everybody it's supposed to be the thing. I really hated it. It felt like I was playing with a with a cheese blade in my hands. Like yeah. you, your whole it's too big. It's yeah. just too big and I didn't ever pony up for the pro controller or whatever it was called then cuz they wanted the second mm-hmm. screen experience. So That's I what just, the whole thing was sold on was yeah. this idea that like the uh dual screen play. Yeah. So I, I mean, like I played, what is it? The, the 3D Mario mm-hmm. World or Land or whatever it was called. Um, and I played Nintendo Land, which was the fun thing it came with. Um, I bought Xenoblade and didn't play that. <laughs> I yeah. played the intro and I was like, ugh, this sucks. <laughs> I, I could do this for another 198 hours no, if I wanted to. <laughs> like it was really, like the intro is really it's a bummer. I it's didn't like, even, I never owned a Wii U. And oh. I'm like a huge Nintendo fan. Oh, wow. But the Wii U came out and it just never, it really didn't interest me. Like, I thought it looked bad. I, I will buy all Nintendo systems just for the OS because I love the sounds and the choices made by all of their, like, default OS stuff. Yeah, we uh, we did an episode actually a couple months back just about um, Nintendo system music. Yeah. Um, and there's so much good system music. It's great. Um, do you have a uh, an NES classic? No. Right, because they're impossible <laughs> to come by. Well, also, I have... Oh, you've got one. I oh, do have one, yeah. Tiny. Um, I... Could I mean like, I guess I could just black market buy one, but I have all of the. I still yeah. have my original NES. Yeah. Like I don't need. I don't know why it. Why? Just because it's cool and small. <laughs> it's tiny. It's yeah, so itty bitty. What is the why? I mean, there, there's something very handy about like having a, a, a thing that you can just take to someone else's house and like slap, slap, it's in, and you can be playing Doctor Mario or Super Mario Brothers three or Metroid or and whatever. I yeah. like. As of 10 years ago, I had an NES, mm-hmm. but you know, the games were s- starting to wear out and you'd mm-hmm. have to like crack them open and try to like clean them out and jam it in there. And right. To, I, sa- I, to say nothing of your batteries in them too. I think I might get, no, no, no kidding. I might get an analog NT. Yeah. Uh, Those be- look so cool. Because it's the same thing, but I can use my games and. Quite frankly, the games that come on that thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, those aren't my games. Those aren't the ones. Like, I want Little Nemo in Slumberland. Oh, man. Like, <laughs> Little Nemo. That's my Mario, man. Uh, I, I used to, oh, man. That's a game that I rented, like, over and over and over again, but never actually purchased. Like, for me, that's one of those games right up there with DuckTales mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. like, the Chippendales game. Mm-hmm. There's so many good, like, licensed games that just appeared on the Nintendo and then, like, nowhere else. Yeah. Do you have a Switch? I do. I have it with me. Do you know that this female purse is a perfect Switch case? That is the perfect size. It is the per- the Freitag, I think it's called the airliner bag. This is my purse. That's and amazing. It, it fits the Switch. And I was like, well, 
Now I never have to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I recently purchased a case that's sitting there uh, next to the TV. Yep. Um, it's fine. I don't love it. Yeah. Like, it's a weird little... But yours looks, you know, this it's a purse, a, so it looks a, great. It's perfect. It's perfect. It fits the switch perfectly. And my wallet can go in there. Um, did you do the whole uh, uh, pre-order? Go, mm-hmm. Did you do Amazon, Best Buy? How did you how'd I you did Best Buy one? because I couldn't sign in on Amazon or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll do Best Buy for a change. And got it day of with uh, One Two Switch and Zelda. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mark did not go for One Two Switch. Again, it does not look appealing to me. It did not look appealing to me. Okay. And then when we were... I. Uh, Patrick owns it, and so I was playing it with Patrick, uh-huh. and the eye contact makes me uncomfortable, <laughs> that they, like, force you into eye contact, and... So you're a real Nintendo fan. <laughs> That's correct. But one of the bummers... I, I love the Switch. I want every game ever to be on the Switch now, yeah. so I can... Yes. It really... It completely destroys your ability to play... I haven't played... PS4 since I got the Switch. Same here. Oh, I picked up Persona 5 because, like, mm-hmm. everyone's talking about Persona 5. Mm-hmm. And I, it's not necessarily my type of game just as it is. But, like, if I could take it with me or put it in my hands and play it on the Switch, I would definitely be playing it. Is Persona 5 on the Vita? No, it is. It's, so it's on PlayStation 4 and 3 but for some reason. Isn't fi- no, there is there is a Persona on the Vita. Yeah, that, Persona that four? 4 Golden, I think. Ah, that's yeah. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if that game would just... I, I just want everything to go to the Switch now. I also... I So I have a office and game room that's sort of dedicated to that mm-hmm. space. Um, but like, I don't... Some, I never played video games like out on the porch or in my living room or at the dining room table or in bed or any... Like, and suddenly... That's the thing is I only, You're free. I yeah. only play Switch on the regu- on the big screen like I don't know one, once a week. Yeah, it's super rare for me too and before it came out I was convinced I was ne- I wasn't going to take it anywhere. Yeah. I just assumed that I would always just basically keep it docked cuz that's like I with my Nintendo 3DS I never really like took it places mm-hmm. but now like yeah, I play the Switch in bed. I play it. Yeah. That's it's rarely docked except to charge. I play it at bars a lot. Oh, it's so good at bars. It's so good at a bar. Um, pulling out snipper clips. Have you played snipper clips? No, I haven't played snipper clips. Oh, snipper clips is great. It's so good and so cute and so frustrating. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'll it's, get it. It's it's great. Uh, we can play a little bit uh, before you take off. All right. Uh, um, or I, I mean, yeah. Okay. Great. Or or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. So you picked up one two switch. Mm-hmm. Not one two switch is not for Mark. I feel, <laughs> it's just I not sort my of just thing. feel nothing. It's sort of a demo. It's like, yeah. hey, yeah, when yeah. your friends are like, wait, what is this? You can't show them Zelda because it's just like, oh, so it's because you'll have a great time. But that's what I actually feel like snipper clips for me fill, fills that void oh, really, really well okay. because my boyfriend doesn't care for video ga- or he just doesn't care about video games. Mm-hmm. And but we enjoy playing snipper clips together because it's the per- for us it's the perfect amount of like. You get a little bit frustrated with each other, great. but also when you do achieve the goal, it's like, yay, we like each other. That's great. <laughs> we did it. There was some game like that that we both, we like two people played cooperative space aliens in like a ship. Oh, yeah. In a dangerous space time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game's incredible. Yeah, that I, game's awesome. I love that game so much. I think it's free on PS Plus right now. Oh, or, wow. Yeah, I think it is. 
Great. I might so, be lying. So turn on my PlayStation is what you're telling me? It feels like such a burden. That. Yeah. I mean, even the 3DS, I don't even want to open up anymore. <laughs> as it slowly like, melts Sam. through your entertainment. Oh, <laughs> Dog starts barking. <laughs> uh, so what games are you looking forward to on the Switch now? Well, I had, oh, I had Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward to picking that up again because I gave up on it just because there was sort of like the online community for me was just strangers. And yeah. I feel like already there are more friends that I know who have switches. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, um, I don't like Elder Scrolls, so I don't care about Elder Scrolls. And if we swore on this show, I would say uh, just a swear word. <gasps> oh, no. At Elder Scrolls. I don't <laughs> care about it. Repetitive garbage. Um well, and who needs it when you've got Zelda? Yeah, like, yeah. Going for the same thing and just uh, with a slam dunk instead of yeah. yeah. Mario Odyssey, looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they release like a remastered Galaxy or something. Would be oh so man, good. oh man, a Galaxy one and two. Yeah. Together, being able to take that portably. Yeah. Oh please. <sighs> I don't know that I ever beat two. Like I feel like I, I know I beat one, but I feel like I might have like it just was in a weird time. Yeah, that because that was late in the Wii's life cycle. Yeah. Um, I got two hundred and forty one of two hundred and forty two stars in Mario Galaxy two. Oof. That last star, man, <laughs> it's so hard. Uh, was something that I have never been able to accomplish, and I'm confidently stating now <laughs> I, I will never. never accomplish. How many croak seeds do? You, is that what they are? Croak. Ye- yeah, the, the, I, the, I've never said that word out loud, so I don't that, know how that you say That was the first it. time. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said Korok. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard it. I've always said in I Korok, but I don't I don't know. It's like I called Ocarina like Ocornia for <laughs> years until I was corrected. <laughs> well, and also when I uh I feel like there's there are a lot of these Nintendo words, right? That we just say however we think it's supposed to sound. Mm-hmm. And then you hear it pronounced in a game and you're like, I am not calling it Planet Zebus. <laughs> it's Zebes as far as I'm concerned. Or like the first time that Hermione said her name in a book. Yeah. Like she was oh, like, no, yeah. it's Hermione. 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 Hermione or something. Yeah. Hermione. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Korok seeds, not that many. Uh, maybe like 40 hmm. or 50. Mm-hmm. But there are 900 in the game. I know. Um, how how are you doing in Zelda so far? I love it. What, I don't know. I mean, like, where, how much, where are you progress-wise? Hold on, I can take With Korok seeds, with like 900 of them, it feels like anywhere you go, you should be bumping into them. So I know I've just missed a million. I, I just figured out that you throw basketballs or like rocks into the circle ones because I'd only been... I just figured out that <laughs> you throw rocks into the circle ones. Uh, no, I got it, I got it. All right. All right let's see where I am. See where I am. Uh, I do a an online series uh, where I play my Switch. Well, I was playing my Switch um, in a bunch of random places uh, for this thing I do called AOK. Ah. Uh, and they want me to sort of build up a gaming quote uh, component. Let's see. Where am I? How do you find out? Go to this? No. How do uh, you find out? I mean, it does it on the loading screen, but. Wait a minute. How do you. Let's see. There has to be there has to be a way to know L and R around there to Shrine Quests. Wait a minute. Well, how about this? I'll do <laughs> I'll transport myself, right? Yeah, and okay. then and then we'll get a nice loading screen. Okay, great. I'll go here. All right. Now hopefully you weren't near something that you'll no, have to I, walk I just, back to. I okay, just great. finished that. I 
just finished this beachside. How many hours do you think you've put into it? All right, I've got 84 shrines, oh, 108 karaoke seeds, four. Oh, I've got the four things to. Yeah, the and like 60, what, 64 shrines and all four divine beasts? Yep. Um, I'm only two divine beasts into this game. I haven't touched any of them yet. I'm having too much fun just like running around, doing shrines, seeing if I can try to like break the game or like find something that they weren't expecting me to try to do. And it all works. I found a thing today. I don't, do you, I don't, do you want to spoiler? Sure. doesn't, spoilers don't bother me at all. Yeah. So there's this like guy who only shows up at night and sells nighttime costumes. And like pajamas? Like, so one of them turns you into Dark Link. Wait, what? And then you can run twice as fast at night. And he also sells, and this was today's discovery. He also sells monster masks. So you can go hang out with the monsters and they won't attack you. No. No, wait. Yes. So they'll come up and investigate you and they'll like, like gesture and sniff. And then they'll like go off and do their stuff so you can like sit at the campfire with the monsters. That's so cool. <laughs> and I, fe- I started feeding them because I was like, there's got to be something you're supposed to do with these masks. Like it was so bonkers. And you just, it, all it does is just let you hang out with them? So far. That sounds like an amazing experience. Yeah. So I don't know what else it does. Like I, that's so I, I so got you, it. You start feeding the monsters, Wait. and then what happens? <laughs> no, they just hang out. They eat their. They eat here. Look, I'm in the mask right now. See, this is my. So, oh yeah. So when he he pretends to be a bacoblin. Oh, that's so good. He takes like the posture. Yeah. That's a, that's incredible. Yeah. So he's that's he's great. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's so much fun. Wait, hold on. I love this Do, game. Can I, I can't believe, I mean, like, I'm pretty far in, and to discover an entirely new mechanic is bonkers. I feel like that's, like, one of the most fun things about it is talking to other people who are playing it and being like, yeah, but have you done this? It's like, no, I didn't even know that was possible. The answer's always no. People <laughs> yeah. are always like, I have no idea. It's so great. I, I know there's other hidden effects that you can do. Here's, uh, here's um. Oh, that's Dark Link. That's Dark Link, and at night he runs twice as fast. Um, are you scanning Amiibo into that thing at all? Yes. Um, do you have the wolf link, and do you have a wolf run around with I you? I do not have wolf link. I have the two. I hate. I really hated hated Twilight Princess. Oh, okay. And I won't get wolf link by sort of like my ethics won't allow it. <laughs> I hated. It's that a game. principled stance I against hated Twilight that Princess. Game. Uh, but I have the two Wind Waker. Mm-hmm guys um and i have all of the um the the actual breath of the wild ones mm-hmm. and i have uh zelda from smash, smash brothers yeah. yeah um and then i'm waiting for ocarina of time to come in and and then there are going to be three more in june july mm. sometime this sometime summer, this summer. What, so what are the other ones that are coming so there's a Majora's Mask one, which is uh, just Young Link holding, yeah. holding like a Goron mask. Yeah. Um, and then there's <clears throat> Twilight, Twilight Princess. Princess. <laughs> so that's a good one. Uh, and a uh, Skyward Sword, which I, all look kind of interchangeable to me. I didn't play Skyward Sword. That's, I didn't play either because it was so late in the Wii's life cycle that I, I, never, I never owned a Wii Motion Plus. I also feel like this game... Has I mean, like, I didn't ever really, really enjoy Zelda games. Mm-hmm. And this is such a transformative experience that I'm like, I don't, I've never, all other Zelda games are ruined now. All other, uh, most other games, period, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. 
even oh, other so open world games, it's mm -hmm. hard to like go into, yeah. and it's so like you realize the restrictions and how like in like a Fallout or yeah. a Elder Scrolls, like how restricting they actually are. I hear that Horizon is really, really, really good, and I have it and played it for about twenty minutes before I actually got Zelda physically. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I and then it's game over. Yeah, and then I was like, oh well, I'll never play this again. <laughs> But it was, so. I mean, like for the for 20 minutes that I played, it was seemed like a really great open world experience. Yeah, it does seem really cool. But it's, again, just one of those things where like, I've got to motivate myself to turn the PlayStation 4 yeah. back on. Yeah. It just doesn't, so I, it doesn't make sense. I know, but put Horizon on the Switch. Yeah, I would buy it in a second. I'm there. Yeah. Um, Heather, you're a fighting game fan, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What are your thoughts on the Ultra Street Fighter 2? So there's a first-person mode? There is. I can't imagine that's why anyone's going to pick it up, though, that's, right? That is literally why I'm going to pick it up. <laughs> no! Yeah, because I've played Street Fighter to, to forever. Yeah. So it's done. Like, there's not anything new in that game for me. But I don't think it's a full mode. Yeah, I, it's just like a mini game, right? Yeah, Where you're, you, like, shooting, you like... take out the, the, the nubs and you fireball at the screen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's right. I would buy that for $50. <laughs> I would spend $50 on that. Fireball the screen. It's so weird to me that it's in the, that it looks like Street Fighter 4 in the first person mode. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's super weird. Like, but it seems like they're just lazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they have these assets. It would be yeah. really cool if they did like the sprites from like Street Fighter 2 and made that into a three, third person like, I mean, first person like mode. Doom? Yeah, like, basically. Like, yeah. Went, they're yeah, they're always facing you. <laughs> like it's the haunted mansion. I would pay fifty dollars for that. Yeah, I think that's fair. But yeah, I'll I'll uh, I'll get that. Um, I f feel nothing. There's no excitement. Okay. For that, but I'll, I mean, except for first person Hadouken <laughs> mode. Other than that, nothing. <laughs> uh, are Are you into any of like uh either like newer iterations of Street Fighter, or are there like any fighting games that you're keeping an eye on right now? I, I played really extensively mm -hmm. enough that five I, I bought five on launch day and was bummed yes out by that likewise game. and I know that the community has really like rallied around it and now it's apparently really really great and I subscribe to all the Street Fighter subreddits mm -hmm. and uh, have been watching combo videos and like all this frame data bullshit sorry Frame. <laughs> no, so but, you can cut but, it. You no, can but cut that's it. but that Heather, that's what it is though. Yeah. <laughs> Frame data bullshit. Yeah. It has to stay yeah. in. Um so yeah, I uh I wanted to get back into five, but then again, it's Zelda I can't do anything but Zelda. Yes. Yeah. I mean that's a great point. That we're living in a post Zelda world now. Zelda broke my addiction to my mobile game, which was uh Final Fantasy Record Keeper. I had probably dropped $150 in that, in a, oh, that mobile game because I loved it. It was so much fun. And once Zelda came out, I stopped playing FFRK and then deleted it from my phone, which also deleted wow. my account info because I'm like, oh, oh it's no. broken. Oh, finally, I don't think about this and, and log in every day and get my crystals <laughs> or my mithril or whatever. What's, what, I, I'm not familiar with Record Keepers. What's the hook on that? Um, so it's every Final Fantasy game. All combined into one, so you can uh, like your party can be Cloud and Squall and the little monkey kid Zidane. Yeah. Zidane. Oh yeah. Zidane, Zidane is what Zidane. I always thought. I would say Zidane. I don't know. Uh, you can like make parties of all of them, 
and then you fight the bosses and enemies from all the other all the games and the basic stuff is really strategy free but the more complicated end game stuff is like really heavy strategy yeah and then just enough randomness that you're like maybe this time i can beat it and is it stamina is that what you're like um, paying money you, for or so like yeah, waiting for yeah well you pay you i've never paid for stamina you can pay money to get your stamina otherwise you just wait like two hours or whatever it is um but you collect mithril every day and then you can use the mithril to do a slot machine pull and the slot machine pull is to get weapons or armor or whatever and it's a pretty generous um yeah. randomized system like i i got tons of stuff just using mithril but then once in a while, <laughs> once in a while, we'd be like, I gotta have Squall's coat. Oh, I yeah. I have to have his coat. It's such a good coat. It's I got a nice little fur coat. lining here yeah. around the collar. So I would drop like 10 bucks in and like pull three times or whatever to get his coat. And then I'd be like, man, I gotta get that coat. <laughs> <laughs> well, at that point, the seal is broken, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> It's time to spend but money. But yeah, no, I deleted it because of Zelda. Thank you, Zelda. <laughs> Zelda is fighting addiction. Yeah. yeah. With a different kind of addiction. Yeah. Probably. yeah. Uh, going back to what we were talking about <laughs> earlier. No, but one of the bummers to me on the Switch is the lack of system music. It does have nice oh, yeah. sound effects. Like when you're opening the eShop yeah, and it's the like snap, the bloops and everything. That, yeah. Like it's great. It's very satisfying. Mm -hmm. Like when you put the Joy-Con in yep. and the noise it makes. But I do miss... The like we era, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I feel like we're still in the early days of what the Switch OS is and what like the eShop is going to be. I, I'm, I'm hopeful that we're still going to get some kind of cool background music. Maybe with... does it turn on with music? No, I don't think I don't, so. Oh, actually, I, I guess I right haven't now. powered it down and up, so I don't know. Because you always put it to sleep. But I think it just makes the, like, switch. Kajak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a quiet, I mean, it, it, I feel like it, it knows that it's mostly a, a mobile machine, right? Oh. And so it just, like, tries to be less. Wow. Noisy. noisy. Yeah. Oh, man. Is I my working theory. that was a theory. great meeting. I bet that they, like, sat around a table and they had that meeting. That's a great meeting. That they had just, like, a bunch of music, and they were like, which of these musics is the least intrusive? And Nemo was like... None of them. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> Did you read this uh, thing that came out uh, yesterday or today or whatever, where they, up until very late in Zelda, had the mechanic where they would stab a knife into the rock, and you could hang from the knife to regain your stamina, so you could climb mountains that you couldn't necessarily climb. Does that and mean you would lose whatever you were stabbing into the... I guess. Yeah. But uh, they, Miyamoto was like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, how can he stab this into a rock from what is... What, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> and so then they changed it so it was only in the corners. Like, you could shove it into corners. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, this is gross. I don't like this. <laughs> so they, but it was apparently real late in the dev process <laughs> that they... Got rid of it. That guy's the best. He's the best. Um, there was some interview with him where, uh, or th they were talking about the the first time that they had shown Miyamoto like an, an early build of Breath of the Wild, and he just kept climbing trees. Oh that, yeah. Like, yeah, he would go to a tree, would climb up it, jump off, find another tree, and climb up. They're it. like, "Do you want to see the other stuff we've been working on?" And he's like, "I'm having fun," which yeah. also makes sense because that opening of Mario sixty four is just climb those trees. Yeah, you yeah, know? you're just running around you in just that run, free. Climb the trees and do a handstand, and that's it. November twelfth, 
1996. Yeah. yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's 95. I don't know. I'm, now I want to look it up. We're pretty sure it's 96. Yeah, because we looked that up yesterday. Right. We're, we're doing a, a playthrough of Donkey Kong Country 2 at the moment. Oh. Yeah. Okay. We it's had a, never played it. Okay. We had only played the first Donkey Kong Country. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. DKC2 are, is It's brutal. Tough. Yeah, those are not fun. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten to a point now where it's not fun. And which is only the third world, <laughs> but it has such a glowing reputation uh, that like those games. <laughs> you don't like any of those games. I don't like. Well, I hate the art style. Oh yeah, more mm-hmm. than anything, I hate. I hated the art style then. I hate the art style now. Like the big googly eyes and everything's I hate like the art style. Like <laughs> Yoshi's Yoshi's Island is like even a little too much for me. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, guys, just settle down. <laughs> it's way too much. I hate those babies. I yeah. for I hate, hate the babies. I hate yeah. the iterate the. Ba- and I hate that like half moon arc of like how your aiming works. Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh well. <laughs> this devolved. Uh, that's okay. We're allowed to hate the thing we love, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. What? What? Do you have like a? What's like an early Nintendo game that you have uh, like a strong affection for? Well, Little Nemo. Yeah. Um, when I was a child playing that game, I started running to bed and leaping into it the way that Nemo did because he runs and leaps over the end of his bed and is immediately asleep. And I, that was really impressive for me. So I would run and try and twist in the air and fall asleep before I hit the... I, I was imagining what you were saying was it was impressive that he went right to sleep. Yeah. And I yeah. wanted to do... Like, it was awesome. So that game. <laughs> were you a uh, Nintendo kid, or did, were you also like Genesis? Like, were you just a, video games? I was a Sega kid. Um, so I, my dad got me a Master System uh, when I was too young to know what to do with it. That was my first video game system because my dad was like, "Well, there are more colors, and there's two ways to put games into it, and they have 3D glasses." My kid needs the the good one. We also had a Betamax. We did not have VHS because Betamax has more lines of resolution on the screen. So <laughs> did your dad, dad also pick up the HD DVD player no, over we Blu-ray? Had la- we had Laserdisc. Oh yeah, uh, HD DVD. He didn't do Laserdisc. because it's the same. H- there was no like bonus for, sure. for one over the other. But anytime it was like, oh, this is so we got CDs real early because he's like, oh, this is the future of music. And my friends were like, what is this thing? So sometimes he's right. Um, yeah, once. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes he's right. Yeah, um, but I was, I was, super, I was, uh, I was Sega. Um, I didn't get an NES until after the Genesis. Yeah, like because uh, there was one on discount or something, and they threw like you know. Um, was it one of the like top loading ones? No, or it was, was still it like the, a, it was. Yeah. It was a. It was like Blockbuster used. Oh, nice! Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's the Nintendo that you still have now? Well, no. I have the case for that. That stopped. Yeah. That died. I bought a new NES from eBay. Yeah. Um, and that one works great. It's awesome. Uh, so if you were a Sega kid early on, do you have those weird neural pathways laid where you kind of like Sonic the Hedgehog? Yeah. Where do you land on Sonic the Hedgehog? We don't want to fight about this. No, but, but can you, you explain it to us? It, <laughs> um, hmm. Well, so... Mario 3 came out before Sonic, right? But Genesis came out before Mario 3. 
I think. Yeah, so the Genesis didn't actually launch with it Sonic. Came with it was Altered like a Beast. Yeah, that's right. Right. So I had Altered Beast. Then I got the Nintendo and played Mario 3 and I was like, "Oh, this is the best game of all time. This is perfect." Right. And I'd played regular Mario at uh friends' houses or Tetris at my cousin's house. Um, but no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not a lunatic, but the music in Sonic is oh, better baller. than yeah. Mario music. I think it is perfect music. It's so good. I, I agree with that when the music is good, because I think there are times when Sonic music is not good. But most of it, most of the stuff that like sounds like Man, 80s I... Michael Jackson is awesome. Well, it's so, it sounds, there's like a 70s Japanese band that I want to call ELO, but that's not the name of the band. Okay. Because that's Electric Light Orchestra. That's right. That had a specific synthesizer sound, and so, and Sonic is trying to emulate that sound. Mm, uh, uh. And once you've heard that band, you're like, oh my gosh, this is a perfect replica of that sound and attitude and atmosphere. And then you're like, this is, this is it. I'm done. This is the best. <laughs> Sonic music is the best. Sonic music is better than Mario. <laughs> uh, up to like Sonic 3 or what it was, Sonic and Knuckles? Is that what Sonic 3 was? Or like, are we talking 3D Sonic? Oh, no. Fuck. <laughs> God, no. Yeah. Although there's some, I mean, like, I guess Adventure has some, Sonic 06 is terrible all, on all fronts. The right. music's bad. The game is, everything is bad. Um, but Sonic Adventure is where you start to hear those like, Kind of Blink One Eighty Two esque like pop yeah, punk songs that that are, doesn't work for me. Yeah, keep that in Crazy Taxi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> keep that in Crazy Taxi or like license the real stuff for uh, like Tony Hawk or yeah, something Pro like that. Skater. Yeah, yeah. So no, I mean I liked Sonic One and Two and mm-hmm. Sonic CD. Did not like three. Really didn't like Knuckles or Sonic Knuckles. It slows that game way down. I really don't like that game. Um, I had a Dreamcast and had is it Adventure? Yeah, Sonic the, Adventure. Yeah, there, I think there are maybe two of them on the Dreamcast. And I played pretty much just the part where you run from the killer whale, as if I was a child with a Disney VHS, <laughs> like over and over, over and over again, and over and over. It was the most amazing thing I had ever <laughs> seen in my life. Actually, come to think of it, that's one of the first like real video game set pieces, yeah. right? That like. The Uncharted games chase forever. Yeah. Like they're, everyone's just trying to get that whale killer, chasing yeah, Sonic. Whale, yeah. Yeah. It's perfect. It is perfect. It, and it was go- and it was so far beyond everything else that came out visually that that year. Yeah. Like I couldn't believe the Dreamcast existed when it came out. It was so good. Now I have a VGA uh, a VGA connector, so I can hook up my Dreamcast to yeah. a monitor, and I have a um. I bought some insane SCART to RGA or RGB for my Super NES. So I have that running to a, P- a Sony PVM, which is the production oh, monitor. Oh, yeah. wow. So it's like every pick, but, but still the scan lines and still the actual CRT. Um, oh, that's so, because I, I mean, I've got mine hooked up like the old ass fashioned way. Um, both the Super Nintendo and the um, Dreamcast. With the R- RF? Yeah. yeah. And they look real bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way for them to look good on, on my enormous Sony TV. <laughs> I have fo- I have fo- I'll show you afterwards. I have photos yeah. of the PVM. It's unbelievable. And I got it f- from a guy who, who, he was a production guy in Venice, mm-hmm. and he was selling it for 50 bucks, and he had bought the monitor for $20,000. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? Oh, man. 
I guess you, when you got to get rid of something, you got to yeah. get rid of something. <laughs> but there's no, I mean, there's no market for it other than video game people. Yeah, sure. And he was like, are you into video games? And I was like, yes. But I didn't <laughs> yes, think I am. <laughs> I want to be like, I can't talk him down. Um, yeah. But yeah, Sonic, man. Sonic is, <sighs> the first two are good. I like the first two. So, okay. And Sonic CD. But the music is weird in Sonic the CD. The music is, yeah, because it's not the same, like, chipset as yeah. the uh, the Genesis. And they also played off the off the CD, and mm-hmm. it, they'd made American music for it. So the American music oh, is that's totally right. different from the Japanese music, and it's just weird. It's like like new age music or something. It's really weird. <laughs> um, are you at all interested in uh, Sonic Mania when oh, it yeah, comes out? That. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm planning on getting that because I'm hoping that is my... I want to understand Sonic because I grew up playing Mario and mm-hmm. then Sonic would be the thing that I'd go to friends' houses mm-hmm. to like experience for a little bit. And I, I want to get it. So it's hard right now to think of Sonic as anything but weird pornography on Tumblr. Yeah. Like... Wait, what? Heather. Heather. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sonic Mania has good music. Yes. So far in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> this is really important to the This is a experience. one item issue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, of course, we're saying no thank you to what's the new one? The other Forces? One? Sonic Forces. Yeah, no thank you to Forces. Have you seen this thing yet? No. It's the new 3D Sonic. It's playing off of the g- idea from Generations where they had like modern Sonic and old classic Sonic yeah, together. Okay, and I think okay. it's the same sort of thing where it's like. We have to team up to defeat a greater force. Like, the existence of classic Sonic in that game implies that they know that new Sonic is not good. Yes. Yes. That's weird, isn't it? New Sonic appeals to a very interesting group of people. I guess the prequel memes is like a huge subreddit. And I assumed when the prequels were done that nobody would ever quote them again. But people quote the prequels like crazy. And in the same way, I feel mm-hmm. like the people who grew up with like Wolf Sonic and, a, and, a, and Pistol Sonic. Yeah. Are, Shadow. Yeah. Shadow the Hedgehog. like, this is Sonic. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely like my, my cousin's kids who are like 12 and some other age that's less than 12, maybe nine, maybe 10. Uh, th- they like the prequels as though they are Star Wars. Like, to them, they are so, just Star Wars. So then is Sonic Generations a way for, like, dad and son to play Sonic? Also, oh, Generations in a lot of different ways. Oh. I mean, God. Sonic will bury us all. God. That's true. Sonic will outlive us all. Yeah. Woof. Oh, that's a depressing thought. Oh, man, that's rough. <laughs> uh, so it sounds like you're into... Um, like, music, music, yeah, music, and Sonic. Music and Sonic. Uh, but I was uh, wanted to ask more about, like, preservation, because... You've got all these old um, consoles and you're hooking them up to monitors and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, is that important to you? I had a catastrophe this, uh, this winter, a total catastrophe. So is it okay to talk about I, it? Yes. I, so I have kept all of my games my mm-hmm. whole life, mm-hmm. all of my systems, everything. And I had a closet in the center of the house, uh, away from windows, uh, where my entire collection was. And it's all, everything, Super NES in box, all the instruction manuals, everything was carefully, I have my, the watch from the N64 release, I have my yeah. pocket stations, I have everything in this closet. And when it was raining in LA, uh, that closet's uh, a, a 
pole opened up in the ceiling no. inside oh, no. that closet and rained down and destroyed $15,000 oh, worth my. of oh. video game stuff. And I was sort of, and still sort of am shell-shocked by it. Like, yeah. I don't, I can't, I, I feel both bad for me, but also because some of the stuff is not, I mean, like, I had Waterworld for the Virtual Boy. Right. Which is not, doesn't, there aren't a lot of them. Right. Why would there be? Right. So. That like, thing sold less than a million copies. Yeah. So how many people have Waterworld with the case with the instructions? Oh, yeah. One fewer now. One fewer now. Like, it was just, and then I had, like, I've had. um. What other Virtual Boy games did you have? Teleroboxer, Boxer, Mario Clash. Wario mm-hmm. Adventure, whatever, whatever it's called. It's called. <laughs> and were those ones that did you own a Virtual Boy? Like, yeah. did you buy a Virtual Boy? Yes. And those were the games that you had bought. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Also, I really liked Waterworld for real. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. Have I was you like, seen this? This is a dream. I could live on a boat and there'd be no people. <laughs> have you seen the stunt show at Universal Studios? I have seen it. It is not good. It's weird that it still exists. It's weird that it still exists. Yeah. I feel like it's one of the better things at Universal. I haven't been to Harry Potter Land. It's fine. It's small. Uh, it's small. I th- I thought it was awesome, but I love Harry Potter. I would, so to me, it was and like, Hermione I, and Hermione. Her, I, I called her Hermione. So her, you know, I'm one out. I think that there should be special days for Harry Potter Land where you can only go if you're dressed in a cloak. Because I think it would really bum me out to go and just see people in like Jurassic Park T-shirts. Because mm. I'd be like, nobody in Diagon Alley wears a Jurassic Park T-shirt. Yeah, I I don't know if people like cosplay other parts of that park, they right? Sh- yeah, but they should. <laughs> well, I would cosplay the Jurassic Park ride. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh a- my as God. a dinosaur. <laughs> what if, guys? What if we bring a backpack full of clothes and we cosplay different parts of the universe? Of the oh, park? that'd be awesome! Like Transformers. <laughs> yeah, we're all dressed up like Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, or like the robots. Oh yeah, you could do that too. You right. could go to Transformers and have like like explosion dust. On you <laughs> yeah, and, and then we go over to the mummy ride. Yeah, yeah, this could be this could be a lot of fun. That could be a lot of fun. We're gonna plan this. It'll be a big backpack. Oh yeah, y- yeah. And- well, we'll all bring one. Well, <laughs> well, what if you split it up? So you have a because it's somebody in a photo, and then everybody else is taking the photo. So it's like you have some people who have like 1970 stuff for Jaws. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, like you you that you split it up. Oh man! So we have to make a couple different costume changes while on that tram ride that like takes us around. <laughs> yeah, to like the psycho there's, house, there's, like the Fast and Furious. Too. There's the King Kong there area. You go. Yeah, there you go. We oh, need God. we need a lot of costumes. <laughs> and it'll, real quick. What were we talking about right before then? Uh, I don't even remember. Universal, uh, Waterworld. Yeah, oh, Virtual oh, Boy. Other Virtual, virtual Boy. Yes. Um, yeah. So I have Wario, Mario Tennis, which is really good. Yeah. Um, is that? No, I was going to ask if that was the first appearance of Wario. And he, no, Waluigi. He appears in, originally in a Mario tennis game, and I'm just trying to remember which one it virtual is. Virtual Boy. No way. It's not Virtual Boy. You don't think they invented no. any characters for Virtual Boy? Yeah, because Waluigi's a late edition. Like, yeah. Isn't he like mm-hmm. GameCube era, maybe 64? He's not yeah. 64. He's GameCube. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, he's not in Mario tennis for Virtual Boy. I still have my Virtual Boy. It still works. So... After this catastrophe, were you able to salvage some of it? Um, so I have, now I have everything, so I dried everything out, uh, and I have everything in waterproof containers with um, silicone gel, uh, the, the, the little packets, absorption mm-hmm. to like suck out anything left. Um, I have not tried anything. I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm ter- The instruction booklets are ruined, and that's 
I mean, I my it's my secret of mana, and it's yeah, like that's the game that got me into journal video game journalism was an article I wrote about secret of mana, and like that's my secret of mana. Yeah, and it's I if I put it in and it doesn't work, I mean, like what is my life? My life, yeah. is, my life didn't have meaning. Well, so as long as you don't test it, your life simultaneously has meaning and yeah. does not have meaning. Schrodinger's Secret of Mana. Yeah, yeah, that's what you've got. Yep, that's exactly, yeah. So, no, I haven't, so not everything got destroyed, and all of my consoles were in a separate place, so they're all fine. And I have, like, a Saturn that has a Japanese America Switch. Oh, yes. Um, oh, wow. Like, I still, all my, I mean, the CDs are fine for things, so my Dreamcast and Sega CD stuff is all fine, but, like... Those cartridges, man. Cool boy. Yeah, they're oh. fragile beasts. Mm-hmm. Now, I did want to ask you about your time in video game journalism, because cool. I think for a lot of people, the idea of, oh, man, you like are getting paid to play video games sounds super appealing. But then you talk to video game journalists, and well, as we're playing Donkey Kong Country 2, we kind of put ourselves on a time limit, because we're like, okay, we have to get through this amount of it. And then we can record about it. Yeah, and you just feel so much stress because you're like, oh my God, like this is harder than I thought it was going to be. The little things that maybe wouldn't annoy me normally are, are really annoying because I'm trying to get through this as fast as possible. I, um, two, I guess two things. One was that I self-subscribed to a, a theory of games journalism called new games journalism, which was that you didn't just, you didn't review the game as like a point scale, but you spoke about it like travel journalism, that it was those frustrations were if, if you couldn't beat the game, then you wrote about that experience and that that in some way would impart a different kind of review to people other than just like the core mechanic is you blast lasers and you can make an earthquake. There is a game where this you can make like an earthquake. <laughs> no, there is a game that I saw at like my last E3. I don't remember, but you could like make the, the earth change. Was it Crackdown? No, it, it looked, no, I know what Crackdown is. Anyway, uh, point is that, so those frustrating things I would were just a part of a game. The things that bothered me um, were, and I can, I'm now so far away from the industry that I think I can speak about it in real terms. Sure. Uh, I had to change review scores uh, for advertisers. No. Yeah. Uh, and that was just like my editor would say, uh, hey, can you think about think about your review this way? Um, and then after that, soon after that, we cha- we just eliminated review scores entirely because I mean, a few of us were like, "This is ridiculous." Right, the numbers don't mean anything. Right. Um. So, uh, so like it would be like they're running a full page ad, and they can't if they're going to run a full page ad, and you're going to talk about how much this game sucks, then they're never going to run an ad again. So can you imagine that you are the kind of person that would enjoy this game and talk about its benefits? And I'd be like, I mean, there's a sexualized eight-year-old in this game. (laughs) I imagine someone would be into that. Uh, so that was that was a bummer. Well, that's that's the kind of like bullshit idea that there is such a thing as like an objective review of a game, it right? Should, yeah, there's not. It right. Be, there's mean, only people's experience with it. You, you Instead, it should be, the criticism should be finding somebody who has a similar voice to mm-hmm. you and a similar playing experience to you and then being like, did they like this game or did they not like this game? Not, is there some objective quality that some 
like universal observer is going to be able to find a metric for. Or the consensus is a good, necessarily a good thing. Yeah. Where it's like everybody's, if not everybody agrees that this is a great game, yeah. then That's somebody fine. is wrong. Right. Yes. You know, like that idea. Is gonna... Yeah. It's, so I, uh, so that was, that was hard. Um, it was. Do you remember the, the last game you reviewed? No. Um, I was, so the magazine collapsed really fast, mm-hmm. really fast. And my last few reviews, I don't even know if they were published, like the on, online, because yeah. like the magazine stopped printing and then the website collapsed all within like the span of a month. And I was owed $9,000, I think, because I hadn't been paid for a couple of months because it Jeez. was just like, Oof. hey, we just need to get ahead of this. And if you don't mind taking like half your paycheck this month, then it would really, and to that end, uh, uh, my boss was, my boss's name is Dave Halverson. And he is a legend. Uh, he was trying to help me. Sure. But on the other side, it was a, a catastrophe. Like yeah. a real awful experience at the end. So I don't know what my last game was. Sure. It might not have even been published. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do know, I like, I reviewed Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I got flown out to, um, one of my favorite experiences, I was flown out to uh, Canada to um, Ubisoft Montreal mm-hmm. to play their Naruto game, the first one. The, oh, yeah. And it was great. It was great. The game was great, and that experience was great. That was not a fixed score. That was right. a real <laughs> that, was, that was your real experience. And they had like a Japanese language track on the game with all the original voice actors and that was amazing. Yeah. And then like the woman who was writing it was like super obsessed with Naruto and we had lunch and talked about Naruto for a long time. I was really into Naruto back then. <laughs> I, it, it's coming across. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that was cool. It seems like stuff like that is such an like that is an amazing experience yeah. that you get to have. Yeah. Is, um, is there any of that that you miss now, not doing that kind of stuff anymore? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, okay. I can go to, now I can just go to Montreal for fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to get like live in a $50 a night hotel room and be like, I'm so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't heat those hotels. Uh, I went to Japan a couple of times for the Tokyo Game Show. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was, uh, Capcom would have these huge events called Captivate. Where they would like you'd get flown out to Vegas or wherever their Captivate was and play Street. I played Street Fighter Four before it existed in a room that had a waterfall in it, a hotel room with what? a waterfall in it. Um, and they were also everybody was pretty upfront about the sort of payola system. Mm-hmm. Like when I went to Montreal, they were like, "So how do you like the game?" And I was like, "I love it." And they were like, "Is it cover worthy?" And I'm like. Yeah, for yes, I don't make that choice. <laughs> but yes. And they were like, What do you think? Do you think a steak dinner would make it cover worthy? And I was like, Whoa. Guys, I'm I'll, like, I'll, give I'll, me that dinner. I will, yeah. I will call my boss and you can hear me say, I think this should have the cover. But I will say that whether you give me a steak dinner or not. And then they brought me to steak dinner. <laughs> and then they gave me a bunch of wine. And they were like, How about that boss call? And I'm like, No, I already emailed them. <laughs> Uh, and like Capcom would give you tons of gifts, uh, and set you up with like open bar and all this like high end alcohol and room service. Like they were very damn really upfront about the way they were like, 
hey, talk about that. How how's that ten looking? And I'm like, we don't have scores. <laughs> and then he walk away. <laughs> also, ten is a very high score. Yeah. Um, there was a time where I talked to my boss because he was like, we should. I was like, why don't we just give every game a ten? Like every game is a ten. Like like destroy Metacritic yeah. with our system. And he was like, no. I was like, but every game is a 10 of something. Give yeah, it a, sure. Give it a 10 in Sonic's music. Well, especially if you are, you know, looking at the game from the perspective of somebody who would like the game. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. For someone who would like the thing, it's, it's a perfect. 10. Yeah. Waterworld in 3D on the Virtual Boy was a 10. <laughs> there was no, no but other... you actually like this game. No, it's awful. But there was a 3D. I got to live in Waterworld. Yeah, fair enough. You know, I'm really surprised that uh, virtual reality hasn't hit me harder because it feels like I should be somebody who never left once I put on the helmet. Like, just. Dude, <laughs> I, I find VR so alienating. Mm. Like, uh, at the E3s that I've been able to use it, every time I walk away being like, this what? Like, Two and a half minute demo was more than enough time than I needed in here. I just feel um, there's somebody's gonna make a horror movie where a woman is in VR and there's a guy standing in the room. Like, oh, yeah. I just const- I'm like, I can't hear anything and I can't see anything. And not that I live in a dangerous place, but I'm expecting to take off my helmet and there's a, like a human being right there. I mean, you do live with a couple serial killers, right? Wait, so do like, you know this? I mean, <laughs> is that why the call's coming from inside the house every yeah, time? Yeah, it keeps coming from inside the house. <laughs> you should have that looked at, Heather. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I expected to, I, it's re- also the experiences that I want aren't on the PS4 VR, mm-hmm. um, which are Google Maps. I really want to jump from building the building in the, there's a yes. Google Earth thing where you can go Oh, that'd anywhere. be cool. Yeah. Like that's a thing and it's out for HTC, but not for PlayStation. It is. A, and you have a, a PlayStation VR. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the only one that makes any kind of like financial sense. It's PSVR. Yeah. It's because PSVR. Once you're, once you're committed to the PlayStation. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, that Resident Evil 7. Yeah. That's right. Is Resident Evil ge- 7. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Gets, has gotten high praise for its VR experience. Although I don't know that I could want to play it that way. I don't, I'm not. So I played the first like 15 minutes of it and was like, no, I don't want to experience. I don't feel, want to feel this. Yeah. Too scary. At all. It's just gross. Mm. Like, and I'm not, I love horror movie. I'm just like, why are the like when you can look, when you can run around in perfect green grass and perfect blue skies, or perfect rain, or perfect horse. In... <laughs> We're just talking about Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Breath of the Wild. Why would you ever want to be like, oh, I'm gonna hang out in this filthy water pit with that dude who's chainsawing something? Yeah, it doesn't. It's it's weird that that kind of uh, like grime and grit is like yeah that's an artistic choice that like a game can make but like why is that something you want to engage with i don't want to do it anymore i got battlefield and played like 30 minutes it was like i'm gonna have ptsd from this game like i don't want to experience all this horrible i do think it's a weird like games that are pushing towards um like veracity like being like real yeah you know like yeah 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 like uh thank you that's exact that's the word Mm -hmm. that my dumb person brain couldn't yeah pull veracity was gonna work (laughs) (laughs) but uh and that's not really like i look for escapism in games you know that's Mm -hmm. not really what i'm looking for is a simulation of real life yeah well and that's one of the things where like i am gradually pulling away from any game that makes me shoot a gun 
Mm. Like I, that's just such like a, a repellent thing to me in real life that I'm like, I can have a bunch of fun playing games where people don't have guns, and I know you'll bring up example counter examples, um, but I don't know. It's more and more if there's shooting in a game, I kind of don't want to be involved with it. Hmm. I feel like it's one of those things for me where uh, it's not something that I necessarily have thought about. Like when I'm looking to buy a game, mm-hmm. like whether it has guns or not, is not something I really consider. But again, as like. Uh, shooting a gun in like Wolfenstein 3D feels very different from shooting a gun in, sure, in like Battlefield or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I so I would say at this point, The Last of Us is either my second or first favorite game of all time. Sure, and that's extremely violent mm-hmm. uh, and and very grim in its storytelling, but often the environments were beautiful, mm-hmm. and it's like. Literally, I think the second thing you do in Resident Evil is you go into a water pit and it's just like dead <laughs> trees and it's all brown and there's like a dude. And I'm like, when you contrast that with like, I'm in a abandoned gas station with, and like each little cup is sort of lovingly detailed and the light Telling is a little good. bit of the story before the fall. Yeah. And there's like a little, and there's dust in the air and it looks incredible coming through that light. Like, you can still do beauty in, yeah. in trash environments. Well, and, like, The Last of Us is also going to give you, like, that giraffe moment. Yeah. Or it, it, it's going to give you, like, such amazing beauty, yeah. uh, like, pillars yeah. coming out of that darkness. And it also, it knows what it's doing with that darkness. Yeah. Um, the game is about mourning the loss of his daughter. Yeah. And I, I feel like... It's almost like there's there's al- there's albums you could judge by their cover. <laughs> yes. And and a lot of them are like death metal-y. <laughs> like I don't need like if I see like if I saw Resident Evil on the cover of an album like gross filthy water pit. You wouldn't pick it up. I wouldn't pick up that album because chances are it's the kind of music that just doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. And if it wasn't, I'd be like, somebody needs to talk to your graphic designer. <laughs> <laughs> because they are doing a bad job. Yeah, they're doing a bad job. Put a Triforce on that thing. There we go. <laughs> Triforce and Rainbow, filthy water pit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with Triforce and Rainbow. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's as good a place as any to uh, close this up. Heather, it's been super fun talking to you. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, cool. This has been super fun, too. Uh, is there anything you would like to plug, or where can people find you? Uh, well, you can find me online. Um, please subscribe to or watch uh, youtube.com slash AOK, or this is AOK. It's our, um, uh, was a part of an animation family for forever called ADHD, and all, that, uh, all those people have now oh, yeah. moved over to AOK. It's the same team, uh, and we had to start all over again. Yay! With our subscribers, <laughs> so we would really like your help. Uh, other than that, um, at midnight, whose line and the upcoming season of the Comedy Central co- show Corporate. Oh, yeah. what would you do with Corporate? I wrote and I ap- I wrote for this show and then appear on an episode. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, for, thank uh, you so much. All right, bye guys. Bye. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, remember, if you want to participate in our conversation at all, sounds like we're having fun, right? You can send us an email at nintendocartridgesociety at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And again, Chandler, thank you for sending that Thank email. you so much. That really made my day. Yeah, Mark's very happy. <laughs> I'm a little less happy, but I'm still very happy. Um, remember, you can follow us on Twitter at nincartsociety.com. 
And you can check us out on Facebook. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you have a second, we would love for you to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, subscribe. Tell your friends. Uh, but really, that rate and review. Uh, I have not rated or reviewed us yet. And I feel bad about this every day. Well, you feel bad about give, uh, giving us that first one-star review. <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> also, I've been talking about, uh, or I was for a while talking about a contest. Contest has kind of fallen under the radar. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about it that much, but I intend for there to be a contest. <laughs> so it's worth it's worth your time <laughs> to rate and review. My intentions are good. Right. Oh Lord. <laughs> Please don't let me be misunderstood. Uh, <laughs> if you like Mark and Mind's opinions, you can check out our writings about comic books over on retcompunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape at Betty. You can check out more of Ape at Betty's music by going to apeatbetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thanks for listening. Network.